the other yeah. warning sign, the sort of the child of that warning sign. <laughs> I don't know if you can have a child of a warning sign, but the child of that warning <laughs> sign is a like a spoon. <laughs> they they want you to to discount the service by so much because they're going to bring you so much business. So much business. So much that business. As well. <laughs> that as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey business uh tell you jermaine business is not easy except there's always going to be stuff that you're gonna you're gonna encounter especially when you got a business partner um, or even if you're not you're just on your own with clients uh with your if you've got a, a life partner if you're married or in a relationship like you know there's always like all of these things interactions with other humans is always going to pull you in a thousand different directions yeah. uh, my cool. wife asked me the other day she asked me a great question i'm having a bit of a challenge with, with a client um and you know it's the usual client stories it's it's a, a a haggle over price it's a haggle over service it service you know and the price balance and they want more for less i want to do less but i want to charge more so all these things and it i mean and it also just dealing with like the the way that they do business like as soon as I started doing some work with him, I got invited to what felt like a thousand meetings and I, it was added to WhatsApp groups and and um, teams and chat bots and Trello boards and like a whole bunch of stuff. Like it just like I was just like, oh, my, what is going on here? Like it was ridiculous. My phone was buzzing like constantly as people were having conversations over WhatsApp. And I, like, how do you, how do you get anything done? You know, I was, I was wondering like, what the hell? How do you get things done? And it it reminded me of when I worked in corporate, and I was like, oh yes, oh yeah, that's that's why I never liked corporate because it was meeting after meeting, like that. It was a stand up meeting in the in the morning, like a half an hour stand up meeting. They probably had like thirty people invited to it. I was like, what's the point of this? <laughs> like, why do 30 people need to know what's happening in this half hour meeting? And the meeting was never half an hour. I mean, I only attended once. That's, to be honest. But it, like, it was just like, yeah. I was in a meeting for half an hour. I was, I contributed nothing. I didn't even <coughs> unmute my mic once. <laughs> mm. And I was like, I just had no idea what they were talking about. And this is what corporate life felt like for me. There's endless meetings that just amounted to nothing. And mm. or at least in your mind, nothing because you shouldn't mm. have to be there to start with. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff can get you kind of demotivated uh, and depressed. And I was trying to uh, uh, think about, you know, talking to my wife about the issue, saying like, you know, it's it's driving me nuts because you know this isn't the kind of client I want to work with. And she hit me back yeah. with something that really, like, it took it like. I still don't actually have the answer. I'm trying to think about the answer. <laughs> okay. She, she said to me, so what is your perfect client? Ooh. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I want to take a stab at that, though, if I may. Okay. Who, who is the perfect client? Who is? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to take a stab, and, and okay. maybe maybe you can, you, can, you can sleep on it while you... Uh, uh, Go back to Sharon and, and give your answer. But if I have to answer it, I would say the perfect client would be the client that that initial meeting that you had, right? You scoped out the work. You've put that fee proposal uh, out to him that 
um, for all the reasons that we mentioned earlier about you know your worth, what you honestly think it's going to cost, and and you go with it, right? And then that client um, will will mull over it. He will say, okay, cool. He will ask you, is is this the best price? You're going to go back and you're going to say yes, and he's going to go with it. And that relationship is just a mutually beneficial relationship going forward. You know, if there's increases, annual escalations to be to be had. You know, he can now see the value that you've added to his business and he does not complain, right? It's that same client, Richard, if I'm going to go and I pick up the phone during a COVID pandemic that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell him, listen, yeah, um, if you do have any issues, right, regarding cash flows, let's have a chat, right? Let's have a compromise. Um, and... That's the correct type of client for me. That is the perfect client because I won't hesitate to actually uh, do some work, put it on account, knowing that the client will will, will honor the bill. Um, and, I, and I've actually put it out to a couple of clients uh, during uh, the initial lockdown period, and none of them uh, came back to me saying, "Nana, uh, can we can we have that discussion?" Um, so. That for me is the perfect line. That you, as a service provider, you pre, you kind of prepared to to sacrifice a bit to make sure um, you know you can maintain the relationship to no one's detriment, really. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. I mean, for me, I actually like it's still something that I'm trying to think through is what is the perfect line because I got a lot of great clients to be honest mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, there's, there's there, there are times where I think a certain client is like being an ass, but I also try to sort of look from look at things from their perspective. Say like, okay, cool, what's going on here? Like, yeah. am I being unreasonable in this? Is there something that I'm caught up with emotionally that maybe is affecting my judgment? Um, yeah. Or practically on paper, when I put all the stuff down, I put the numbers down, whatever, is this request from the client unreasonable? Now, when you, mm. when, you, when you take that back to like a life situation, you know, mm. just normal life, you take, take the client like, relationship out of it, just like as a human to human relationship, at any point, another, hum, another human is going to ask something of you that's just going to make you uncomfortable. And so though that like discomfort is something that uh, pulls us, you know, um Mm. and i've learned over my experience is that just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad is this good uncomfortable or bad uncomfortable and that's really what i'm trying to 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 get out of it um and and good uncomfortable is i'm gonna learn something here i'm gonna have to do something and i'm gonna learn something either whether it be like a business learning a a industry learning or technical learning of, of how to do a thing like I'm gonna learn something here, and once I learn that, I'm never gonna unlearn it. I'm gonna know it forever, you know. And um, I'm gonna be able to apply that to other things. And so I try to think of that stuff. So even if the price may not be um, at what I feel should be the right billable amount, you know. So for in in a service industry, maybe it's not at my standard hourly rate. So I might feel like I'm it's a bit of an undercharge, but I look at the sort of over indexing longer return on on me doing that thing i go someone's paying me to do some r d that i i probably do need to do but now someone's going to pay me and so i look at that and i go cool that's worth it 
bad yeah. uncomfortable is I've been doing this for 10 years. I know exactly what needs to be done. Like it's a walk in the park. There's nothing new for me to learn here. It's the first time this client is doing it and they haggle mm. over price of something over price, that yeah. I'm experiencing. Yeah. And I tell them, look, I've been doing this for so long. And then they second guessing, whatever. So mm. the bad part about that is that maybe this client, we don't understand what their challenges are from affordability. Maybe they shouldn't be working with someone at your price point. Um, mm. You know, so if you charge like maybe it's 10,000 Rand and you use like they can't afford 10,000 Rand, they can afford 1,000 Rand. You know, it's mm. similar like when I do home renovations and I got a quote for a deck the other day, it was 26,000 Rand. I, for me, I was like, holy smoke, that was a lot of money for a little bit of a deck. I thought that was, but I just said to them, thanks, that's out of my budget. I can't afford that. Thank you very much for your time. You know, mm. whereas in some business instances, um, in some life instances, you may come across it where somebody will, will then, it will sound like they're attacking you, but what they're really saying is that I can't afford it. Mm. But nobody, nobody often says that. Nobody like, you know, you don't go to a store and look at it and someone tells you a price, you go, wow, I can't afford that. Normally what we do is like, yo, that's a lot of money. You know, we look just at the price or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just pricey. So, so that's kind of what I do. Um, and and so, so that's why the question was a little bit more difficult for me to answer. I couldn't just straight away yeah. answer it because like those clients that challenged me, they've taught me something, but they were still willing to pay in the end. You know, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the, I know who I don't want to work with is the easy one. I don't want to work yeah. with clients that just haggle for haggling's sake. You know, they don't yeah. trust your professional point of view and yeah. everyone is right and everyone is wrong. At some point in their career, man, a broken clock is right at least twice a day, you know. So yeah, so we, we I don't want to work with a, a client that is continually second guessing me or asking me at every step is what I'm doing because then they clearly can't afford my services because it's almost yeah. like they are they they're making sure that every minute I spend is a super super valuable minute. They've got to trust yeah. that I'm not overcharging them. If they don't do that, we shouldn't work together. They've got yeah. to trust I, I have I, the technical I've ability. I've actually experienced that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've got to trust I have the technical ability to do the work. Mm -hmm. So they're not sort of looking over my shoulder and watching me. And if they don't, mm -hmm. then we shouldn't work together. And they've got to trust mm -hmm. that I'm going to deliver. And that when I say mm -hmm. something, that that's what it is. And if I get something wrong that they get to trust that I will fix it or that we'll reach some understanding and negotiate. So that's my, mm. my ideal client where there's experience in business, affordability for this kind of service, the stuff that I do, and that actually want to use the thing. That's the other thing. Like I've had clients mm. that paid me 50K up of, for projects. <clears throat> like this is, is ridiculous. Mm. Like we had it this month, this month, a mm. client mm. came back to us for something and says, I've uh, finally started using the solution that you you did. We did this thing in 2017. Mm. I was like, holy schmoly, you paid like <laughs> so much money for this and you're only using it now. Nah. <laughs> 2017 nah. is when we did this project. Like it's insane. So, so I want some, I like, I do actually want my clients to use the stuff I give them because what's the point of doing it? Now we all want our work to be valued. And yeah. so this, this, I want to be valued. I want my work to be valued. And I want the client to walk away feeling happy, like they got something 
that they appreciate you know that they they like oh yes this is exactly what i want i had it happen the other day to a client it was like you looked at the uh was a draft that we did i did for them uh for planning they're doing some planning and, and in retail and uh, after the discussion he looks like it was like she was i'm so excited i love it i love this look i love what it's going to do for our business we're going to be able to do so much with this that made me feel that made me want to work more on their project that made yeah. me want to be more flexible with my time on the project because of that response. Yeah. I probably shouldn't let them know that, but it just makes you, when someone appreciates you, you want to work for them. You want to do good work for them. When they pay the invoices on time, you want to work with them. You don't have to chase invoices like, hey, man. 100%. 100%. Oh, no, 100%. Oh. So, so we, 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 it's, it's, it's the same, we kind of saying the same thing here because actually, Richard, that, that final product that you give them, it, it's, it's, it's part of you. It's part of who you are, yeah. right? And if someone else appreciates it, and as like you said, you know, yes, you've, you, you've got terms with that client that's 15 days or 30 days, but the second that invoice goes out, that client pays it, like religiously, mm. you know? Um, or that client will phone you, Richard, you haven't sent me your invoice. Um, and I'm like, whoa, it's okay. Like no so, so thanks for the answer. I think I, I used to do that. Like I used to do that some years ago. Some years ago, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and 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 that is the client. You know, it's you've given that client part of who you are. That you know, you've put in the time, you've put in your effort. You know, there's a lot of sacrifices that goes on with it. You know, it's family time. It's all of that stuff. You put it all together. And you put it on the on the table, and that client, uh, you know, you can see the benefit it adds to that client's uh, business, and ultimately the reward for you is invoices invoices paid, and the client is just freaking happy. And it's like yeah. you said, you prepare to put in that extra little, you know, um, shift here or or take the call. Like I'm telling you straight, eh? There's a handful of clients I will take calls for, like at seven eight o'clock. They evening right there's not all of them because it comes down to that all you know uh, like i think you mentioned it earlier but uh, you know this especially if a client doesn't know your 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 worth and he wants to haggle continuously right and i'm like nah man you don't deserve my time mm. because firstly a and, and b you know you had the whole day to ask me a question right but you want to call me at at, at eight o'clock the evening i had one with a client actually this year. And I just I just said, no, I, I, the next morning I woke up, sent him a mail, they still haven't gotten back to me with the right work because they sent us wrong information and uh, and they expect us to to turn it into to gold. So that's what you do. So I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> Your content, you make gold. So said, you don't deserve, you don't, yeah, yeah, no, no, I will make gold for you, but work with me, man. Yeah. And don't yeah. don't haggle about, if you say, listen, you're over the price. Uh, this price is not working. And then you still want to moan once you once you get your compliance. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not working. Yeah, that is a challenge. Eh? So, um, so in that, I mean, when when you're dealing with business now, I mean, in your experience, like you you seem to have a very mm -hmm. clear vision of what your ideal client is like. Like, how do yeah. you know when you in engaging in sales? Because we all want to get more customers. How do you? get to that point where you start filtering out whether or not this is going to be a good fit for you like when do you know that's happening and and what are your guidelines for identifying your ideal client i 
That's a good question. I mean, I have I have certain uh, you know filters is that is the is the right word, and and maybe I must just take a step back. I, th I think it's more on the you know our our our, our business model um, where you know if, if if that specific client doesn't fit the the business model itself in terms of a what type of information do we need from that client to be able to deliver um, the service. Um, I'm prepared to go slightly left or slightly right with uh, with 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 the requirements, but there is that there is that um, that uh, yardstick that I, I, I know that you know my staff won't be able to 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 handle not my staff but won't be able to deliver the specific uh, package uh, or product that we know we can, um, and that's I, I'll rather I'll rather walk away. Um, from 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 that uh, service, but just to accept a, a sale or to accept a client because the you know the number seems seems very good and then midway through the the, the scope or midway through the engagement you come unstuck and you got to throw more resources at it. That's when it becomes a bit dangerous. Cool. So I mean, but but in all of that, like what? Mm what are what are those like the do you have like some sort of telltale do you have some something that you like can pick up on you you're like oh when you know if someone so I'll, I'll tell you like an example for me it is um so it's not so much the haggling on price because everyone wants mm. to know they're getting good yeah. value um yeah. it's it's when someone um can't identify the value of the price uh yeah uh when 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 i hear stuff like you're too expensive mm. so that's that's a key for me and i go cool it's a it's like an amber light it's not a red light because sometimes mm. someone's not actually saying that's bad i've had clients that i work with today for for years that have started off the conversation with you're too expensive mm. you know um, it's just a defense mechanism but that is a yeah. is one of the triggers for me do you have any mm. sort of triggers that you hear that you've heard like over and over again that um sort of gives you the the sort of like uh, a bit of watch here for this and a bit of write something extra yeah. in the clauses or whatever it is you yeah. to test yeah. if this is a good client a, fit or not. I think I think the um, if I can just go back to one of the previous episodes where I made this example of a long standing client that we have uh, in our stable um, today and, and he doesn't question uh, uh, well he obviously questions the numbers and stuff but he he just loves the relationship at the moment, and he, he used to he used to say about uh, um, you know how do you measure accountants' uh, times like measuring a, because he he couldn't see the value, right? And it was up to me to demonstrate him what value we can add to his business, uh, uh, you know. And it's, it's only at that point when he when he when he could see you know all of a sudden banks are happy with his reports, uh, saw. Was happy with his with his numbers, and 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 that was the value that we added. Uh, typically, to answer your question, is um, is you know when we when we sit down and we give clients like typically our ranges in, in terms of pricing, uh, our our entry level price, our mid tier price, you know, and during the initial discussion, especially if it's a new co uh, or new business, then um, you know you put a number out there and they go. Oh no, but that's a bit steep. You know, we 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 just 
started we just started uh, trading now, etc. Um, so they 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 just zone in on that on that price without even thinking about if it were comparison, for example, where they go, okay, if I have to hire my own bookkeeper, how much is that going to cost me as compared to this outsource model? Um, bring me an outside company to actually do the work for me. So we go, okay, do that that cost comparison and and and, and see the value that, that we can add as opposed to uh, a full-time uh, person. Mm. So typically, you know, pricing is always a sticky issue uh, before we even start. Yeah. Uh, when we give clients sort of the, those um, uh, uh, ranges in terms of what's the lowest tier, what's the medium tier, what's the maximum tier, where does that client fit in? Um, so that that's normally a, 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 a common question that gets asked, especially when we sit with new new businesses. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, it, I find the same thing. So when, um, when people, um, they, they make statements like you're not worth that, you know, like uh, not beyond it, just like that's the experience. They kind of almost like say you're not worth it. Like they know you or your experience or your character or anything like that. So like it's a, mm-hmm. and we under, I mean, I'm, I know I'm mostly mature enough to know that they don't actually talk about me. They're just reacting more to themselves to say I can't afford they, it. Um, yeah. Um, but but the other point that you you raise is when someone zones in on price only and they ignore mm-hmm. what they are buying it's if you know we went uh like you're looking for a new braai if you compare like a kettle braai you can get a kettle braai for 400 rand you can get one for 1800 rand different brands different mm-hmm. stuff if you mm-hmm. only focus on the on the price you know you're not you're not actually know you don't know the difference to what you're buying because I've bought a cheap price. I've actually never bought an expensive price, but I do know the value of it uh, because yeah. I've bought a lot of cheap price and I, mm. I have a, a friend who's bought one expensive price. So I've probably paid more for the cheap price over a number of years than what that person's paid for that one price that they've had for the same time period. You know, so mm. where they were spending, where they spend maybe they spend 1,800 on their uh, kettle price. I've had four kettle brides, three little uh, stainless steel stand thingies, and I've had a whole bunch of other stuff, and they've all sort of crumbled, maybe not the stainless steel ones, but the other stuff, they all break and whatever over, over the years. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a lot, like three, four years, I've had a lot of brides. You know, I kind of like buying a new bride, so maybe that's just crazy for me. But to when people try to commoditize your service uh, yeah. or your product, um, you know, you're not selling pencils, if you're selling some, mm-hmm. something unique, then uh, when people try to commoditize that uh, and mm. do price comparison, I know it's not a good fit, you know, because there's yeah. something else that I'm bringing that's of value uh, into into this relationship, which is years of experience, decades of experience that you can't yeah. hire, you can't get that from a someone. You compare me to your 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 you know whoever has got two years experience. I've got 25 yeah. years of experience. Like there's just no comparison. You know, yeah. it's impossible. They might have a lot of smarts on something, but that's kind of it. They got no business experience. They got no, <laughs> yes. like, you know, like being able to uh, like hear something early on in a conversation that might say, you can mm-hmm. warn the client and say, look, I know that this sounds exciting, but here's what I'm hearing. That could be a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. So those kind of things I hear. And if I try to talk to a new client about that and try and draw mm-hmm. that conversation out, 
from them and then they um, and the only thing they focus on is price I know it's not a good fit 100% Is, is is there any else i mean price is a big thing and because it really talks about the maturity of your relationship with that person and what's going to be what that relationship is going to be like going forward so one yeah. of the things that i do know with experience also mm -hmm. teaches me is that someone that haggles like heavily on price in the beginning even if you do decide to move forward which we have done in the past i don't do it anymore but we have done that in the past that client becomes so expensive like a, a client yeah. has a cost to it a client becomes expensive yeah. because they demand so much of your time because yeah. for them if your service let's say you charge ten thousand rand an hour i mean i'd love to be that person but i'm not but let's say you charged a thousand rand an hour and if you've brought on a client that's never paid a thousand rand an hour for something and they haggled on the price they were expecting to pay a hundred rand an hour what they're going to do is put so much demand on you for that thousand rand because it's a lot of money for them. And yeah. for you, it's just your standard service. It's maybe your baseline yeah. service, but they're expecting yeah. super premier 17 star service for the thousand because they're not used to spending that kind of money for the service or product that mm. you are providing. And so that is also one of the downsides of pushing past your warning signs in business Science. and dealing with a 100%. client that actually can't afford your service whether you are a new business or not that is a is a major problem Did, people yeah. that, that, that actually yeah. afford with the deal and can't afford it yeah do you do you think it becomes you know as as, as service providers we we sometimes become a bit complacent uh, especially you know where you've 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 reached that that price point right with an existing client and then all those all those those um uh, i don't want to call it margin but your rates your rate but you know you start eroding all of that because you don't you've been so fixated on 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 making sure the client gets the service you know all those additional little add-ins that the client throws in there right you know, it, it quickly it quickly adds up, and then you know, before you know it, you 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 actually um, you know you've gone far far past that 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 price point that you set for that for that line. Yeah. Um, so so, so it, it's it's very important that what you said now in terms of you know understanding that price point and understanding you know what your value is um, for that line. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a, in a services business, obviously, this is obviously geared a lot more for yeah. services for service, uh, yeah. when we talk mm. about price and hours and delivery is mm. that we don't keep enough. We're not honest enough about the time we're spending on something. Uh, I've recently yeah. started talking about, um, you know, uh, dealing with with pro productivity and, and dealing with the challenges that I've been having with productivity for this year. Um, I, I spoke about how I'm actually using my calendar as a way to keep track of the time I'm spending with clients. And I'm actually taking the data mm -hmm. now and I'm, I'm um, you know, creating a bit of a, a, a productivity tool so I can actually extract that information from my calendar, very easy, just using Excel, and actually look at it. And I've done that now with a client. I've said, whoa, we've, we've signed this contract for 30 hours, like, you know, we've just been having conversation for the last couple of weeks. 
We haven't actually done the mm. project yet. And already we had 25 hours just mm. on that. And like, that's a problem. So it's been able to, to, to f firstly, it's not the client's responsibility to do that. It's ours as the service provider yeah. to guide them to say, yo, this is fantastic to talk to you. I love it. I love all the ideas, mm. but it's going to come mm. down to a cost. And if they yep. said, look, oh, I just want to charge anything, that for me would be another warning sign that this is probably a client you should not work with. Not if work someone with. gets uptight, they must understand that if you are in the service business, that time you, is, your time is what you, you, you are selling, time. You know, yep. you, you mm. are selling the fact, your sales pitch should be that I can do it quicker in less time than someone with, with, with less experience. You know, yeah. so and with with fewer edits and, you know, you get quality product, but the mm. the bottom line, it's still time. And if they don't understand it, that's a that's a challenge. I think we we dealt with this um, before I spoke about a client that like was having fantastic. We were having fantastic chats and I said, like, oh, this is great. But I actually I got to get back to work and they wanted me to say, oh, the, the thing that we did that, you know, whatever, that they spent some money on a, a sizable amount of money, wanted me to do something else. And I said to them, cool, I'll put together a quotation for you. Right? And I said, I'll put together this quotation for you because, um, and, and I had to be clear, I said, look, uh, just to be clear, man, I, I earn money because uh, of the time I spend on stuff and I bill people uh, on time. I'm a consultant. I'm, you know, I love our conversations, but I, like you want, we've reached the end of this other agreement. We've, we assigned it off. You're asking me for new things. There's a new cost that comes to it. And the, yeah. the client actually said to me like, you know, oh, but we don't have budget in our department. I said like, that's, you know, I, I really, I feel for you. I understand. You're like, maybe you can, I'll, I'll do a quote anyway. And maybe you can take it to the sort of CEO or whatever and get approval for the work to be done. But you not being able to afford it shouldn't really oblige me to do it and yeah. having it, and i said look I, I love you you know like i love like working with you but i cannot work for free yeah and that next day the, the purchase order was approved like you know this is that simple like and also there's also where i think that you know sometimes we shouldn't be afraid to have those conversations with clients or potential clients because maybe they're just not experienced enough. Experienced enough, yes. And so they don't point. know. Mm. They don't know that th this stuff happens. So they think that once they've acquired your service for one thing, for one set of or delivery, that it just means endlessly that, you know, so you've got to also guide them. So that comes back to our maturity in business about being able to guide that relationship you know, being, um, you know, self-aware about, and also just having the tools in place to help you yeah. navigate through, through the, through that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think what, 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 what I found, uh, especially with, uh, a lot of the, uh, especially during this lockdown period now, uh, clients that came, uh, that we've uh, picked up was you know a lot of the times we we our, our entry point is 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 normally um media right so it's it's and a lot of my pitch to the client was around okay cool you got uh we've come in now in july but there's a whole lot of other months that's that's happened right i'm gonna look forward and and price it accordingly but know this there's going to be almost a separate project to make sure those other numbers that uh, already um, 
happened, you know, that's almost seen as a separate project, but you gotta you gotta put that on the table up front so that when you do get the client going um, and and um, up to date going forward, you know, and, and you start doing the work that uh, you weren't involved in, then uh, and you start building the client and the client go, oh, but what is this for? All right, so you've got to make sure that you you I, I think understand the mandate first and foremost. And then pitch the client to say, yes, for the work going forward, yes, for the work that, that still needs to be for us to look at for, in order to get a, a, a better picture of, of, the, of, of the business itself. So yeah. I, I started basically looking at almost like mini projects within, within a, a, a client's operation mm. just to make sure, like you said, in terms of what is that price point, you know, so that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, and 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 literally costing ourselves money, in yeah. essence. Yeah, I think you know. So, um, what 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 other? I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the sort of. I think why we do that. At least I know why I did that. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes continue to do that. Uh, but but what are the other stuff that you you find in just in your business where it's warning signs that says that this might not be a good fit. Uh, for a client to to go forward with. Um, I think I think at the moment it's 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 more. I mean, we've we've, we've kind of touched on, on 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 the whole pricing thing, but it's more on the on on just the amount of the headcount, uh, um, Richard. It's 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 the the the. The client's business model, as compared to our business model, and obviously we 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 touch on on all different sectors. Um, we do different sectors, books uh, across all sectors. But there's just sometimes that uh, yeah, there's certain there's certain uh, uh, alarm bells, especially if you know it's it's, it's more than one resource or. or that's required, and you know the clients are going to pay for for an additional resource um, on on that project. Um, it's, it's clients, especially now, as well, where they, I think a lot of businesses are going on on this outsource model uh, uh, route because of having uh, keeping staff uh, or non-essential staff um, on board. So when you try to sell an outsource service it's 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 very difficult to do cross they you almost don't want to do work that they had four staff members now you got to kind of fit all of that in, into one um and and that that's the challenges we've 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 been experiencing uh of late where you can't really if you try to package it as, as four different levels of services the client doesn't want to buy into it, even though they they've kind of paid four staff members to that to do that same sort of uh, mm. um, function. Wow, so it's it's a it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit of a chance. They still think in their minds they need to almost get a discount for that because they're coming to you. Um, so when you price it accordingly, uh, and again we don't want to make it a, a, a price conversation, but when you do price it, uh, okay, you're gonna you need us to do this, that, and that. That's what it's gonna uh, cost you. They they seeing it as as us having to perform all those functions basically, um, which 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 is a, a bit of a challenge. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that's some, wow, some great uh, insights there, Jermaine. So what I've, I've got here in my notes uh, is that, you know, besides price, price is a big thing. So price kind of, mm. I find that it's a, it's a disguise for a whole bunch of other emotions that happen or mm. other things that's happening in any business. So you, you associate with the potential new clients. So mm. you've, you, you, you've got a, you've got an, find out so as a business you know for me getting a new client it's a thrill i love it i love getting a new client i love being in that sales process of working mm. with a potential client and then sort of getting the getting them on board you know so there's a, a client at the moment that i'm i'm targeting we've had a couple of conversations you know it's really good we they're sharing data with me so it's at that point now where it can almost happen but one of the the, the, the the problems of the red lights that's happening for me is that it's infrequent that I hear from this hour that I have to follow up all the time. And that for me is almost like a problem, yeah. a warning sign in itself is that mm. if I have to follow mm. up too much to make the deal happen, it's mm. probably not a good fit. And it's not like mm. they don't need the work done. It's just like they'll miss meetings or the other things will be a priority. And I go like, uh, maybe this isn't a priority for you right now. Maybe you shouldn't be focusing mm. on this because it sounds like you've got a whole lot of other stuff happening. Because mm. if you need to work with that person, work with that client to understand their business, to understand what there is to deliver a great product, like you actually, they need to give you the time. Mm. What, and what else? Obviously, if you need to get paid, like if you want, if somebody like, you know, they only respond to your emails five, six days later, like that will be mm -hmm. a problem. So if you can yeah. afford that, then great. But if you can't, stay away from clients like that. That would be a warning yeah. sign for me. Yeah. Do you, to stay away. yeah. Do you feel, do you feel if you have to have multiple um, meetings with a client to keep discussing the same, um, in, in, in order to move forward, you almost have multiple meetings over the same thing. That's, um, you know, that, that, that for me is also a bit of a worrying sign that, you know, you're not getting anywhere. Um, you know, at, at some point you need to know where that cutoff is to say, you know what, and it's like you said now, yeah. where, you know, maybe this is not for you. Uh, you know, if you, if, if, if you figured out what, what your business needs are, then yeah, we can, we can certainly, we can certainly have a chat, sit around the table mm -hmm. again, but to have meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting, just to scope the project out. You know, it's, 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 yeah. you know, it comes back to that whole time. Yeah, I, I think, I think, that, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a great point. So, Jermaine, how I look at that is that there's opportunity. All of these things are opportunity. Mm. And you've got to mm. understand your process, you know, to, to know whether or not, like, look, this takes one or two meetings. So, mm. I mean, in that instance, let's say, you know, that whatever the business uh, requirement is, it really just takes mm. two meetings to scope out a session yep you know yep. and if they ask for another meeting all you do what i would do is to say look you know i typically don't need more than two meetings which we've already had if you do feel mm. that we need to discuss this anymore i suggest moving to a consultative approach where we can have the meetings but then they become billable meetings billable meetings yeah let me know yeah. if you still want to have the meeting on these conditions that's one way yeah. to deal with it, to tell them, you know, to say, look, I can't just spend endless time in this meeting. If they disagree with you, then you know that's a red, uh, like a, a red light or a warning sign that says to you, look, I don't, yeah. like, yeah. I'm experienced enough to know this. Maybe, maybe we're not a good fit uh, to work together. And saying mm -hmm. no to the client would 
you know they because at some point you have to put forward your experience and be confident enough to stand by it and there's no better yeah. way to be show your confidence than saying no so that mm. is a good thing to do it might turn the, the client to say okay cool this guy really knows what he's talking about uh so let's back off you know or they mm. say here's the reasons i'm concerned i want to have another discussion based on this and you can say cool those are all valid points however i do know about them it's something that we work through in our process if you still want to meet it will be billable do you want to go ahead so that's that's ways that you deal with it um it also might be a way to onboard them to find out what their billing process is like but, i would yeah. suggest billing up front for meetings like that so you actually yeah. get paid first. That is just something that yeah. I've experienced with, especially with new clients, to go yeah. through that invoicing process first. Uh, people get upset about it, and if they get too upset about it, because money is a big deal. Like it's the it it's is, the yeah. main thing that all of this is kind of delivers around. Is is your service worth it? Is the thing I'm getting worth the money that I'm spending? I'm taking money out of this account to give to you. Money that I could have kept, mm. money that I could have used elsewhere. Now I'm going to give it to you. I want to make sure it's worth it. So if they're not sure about it, they, they, you know, sort of in doubt. That's what the clients yeah. are really doing when they're haggling over price. They're in doubt of whether or not they want to spend this money. Like it's just yeah. your, you have to have a way to sort of navigate through that to get to the right answer of whether or not it's a good, gift, good enough fit good for you. Fit, so yeah. that's mm. kind mm. of what I would do when they're having too many meetings. That actually I'd know that it just takes two meetings. We don't need to have more meetings than this. Uh, if you do want to work through the detail, mm -hmm. let's go through this and it becomes a billable project. I've done that multiple times. Either the client goes away or they agree to it and they pay the money. Um, one thing that I do actually do is I say that um, for a project to work, we have to have an analysis part of the project. And the analysis are these meetings where you figure out the scope of it. And that's a paid for thing. Yeah. And I have an outcome for that that says, even if you could decide you don't want to continue the project with me, you'd have this outcome, this document, this feedback, the whatever it is that you can then use to go further. You know, so you have yeah, to the clients are, class are a bit wiser. Yes, you yeah. have to be able mm -hmm. to give them a deliverable for the money that they're paying you. Um, paying you and so yeah. that's mm -hmm. sort of a way that I would deal with with that aspect of business and negotiating and actually delivering a yeah. project because it gives you some cash flow um, to actually work on the project and it gives you some guarantee. Um, asking for a deposit has multiple reasons. So besides the cash flow thing, it actually gives you an opportunity to work through the client's invoicing process. Like how long does it take them to pay? Do you have to have it signed off by three people? Because you don't know that coming into a new business. You know, they may say, oh, you need a PO number and it take long to pay you. Especially if it's a larger organization that you work with, like they might take long to pay you. And so having an invoice early, upfront in a project is, is generally a good thing. You also raise something that you mean. This is a so so much good content, and um, you know, so that so we spoke about the can they afford you? Because that that is a good question to ask. But I, I've I heard you talk yeah. about something, which just says, um, you know, what what I think is is really uh, good to work through is you have to be able to, at some point, you as the service provider, you as the the person trying to do do business with this new client, you have to ask the yeah. question. Is to understand that how this could break understand how the relationship could break understand how this this business deal could break what would break this you know yeah. so yeah. um so if you if you if you search for that that 
answer, if, you, if you're asking that question, you search for that answer and you don't find an answer, you don't find it coming up, like, oh, then it might seem like a good thing. You know, like, cool. Like, if you ask questions, like you were saying, like, um, a good question in your in your firm, I think, would be to ask, um, why have you, your, if, how old is your business? They say, oh, we're a new business. You say, as a new business, why do you think it's important to have an accounting service right now? Why aren't you doing this on like yourself, you know? And, yeah. you know, yeah. and then follow up questions would be, so, um, you know, do you think you can like, you know, you in it's going to all you're going to get from the service that's tangible to you is a P&L report or balance sheet like reports, literally an Excel yeah. document. Is that yeah. going to be worth it for you? Even though you yeah. don't see the other uh, stuff, is that going to work? Like yeah. those kind of, having those probing questions early on, yeah. like, and you almost get the client to defend why they think it's a good idea. If the client does yeah. start defending or if they go, if they go, hmm, then you know they haven't thought about that yet. So now yeah. they're thinking yeah. about it's, it. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that specific point because normally, uh, and, and, and obviously we, we've gotten uh, better at it, uh, uh, to the point where you just mentioned it now, in the in the in the past, it was you know especially with new but new entrepreneurs coming into the market, that it was it was always about okay so here's an accountant I got a new business what do we do, <laughs> so like the 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 common line was always you know you go go trade for three four months uh, you know build up your up your business you come back and then let's sit down with his numbers there, but. Putting it that way, the way you've just just mentioned it, makes it makes it uh, you know it's, uh, it makes the client think. Actually, this accountant can be here from the start, you know, and then go with you on the on on, on that journey, and then you just set up that uh, those um, predefined uh, I don't know, markers or reports, and make the client think of 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 the benefit of having uh, you on board uh, almost from the start. Yeah. Yeah, the the a very very interesting point. Yeah, the, the challenge with services businesses is you know if if because a lot of it is the intangible, you know, the, yeah, yeah, um, they're not they're not buying stationery, you're not getting like so you not know, buying five books, yeah. or, you know, mm. a ream of paper, or if there's anyone in the stationery business, I'm sorry if this makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm not trying to do that on purpose, but it's not a commodity item. Like it's a it's an intangible thing. Uh, and yeah. so if they don't, they can't defend the value of what they're buying, even though you may have sold it to them. You know, there's a reason that you're sitting down with them. Like, I just think I need to get my accounts right. So for me, the value is staying compliant. It's got nothing yeah. to do with the P&L. It's got staying yeah. compliant. Like that's, a, when you're in business, that's a real thing. Though when you yeah. want to grow, it's why as a small business, I've been able to win contracts like Uber's, like Vodacom, Clicks Group. Uh, Oceanic Group, like these massive companies that don't generally deal mm. with small businesses. Mm. The reason I was able to to do do business with them is I had all my paperwork in order. I was compliant, like I had all yeah. the stuff done. Like they they asked me for a workman's compensation certificate, I had it. You know, they asked me to for any, I had it. Yeah, and that compliance won me business. Mm. It also helped me mm. out compete other small businesses when there was opportunities. Because yeah. generally, there'd be like you know. 30 small businesses competing for it, like 25 of them don't have any history yeah. or track record or finances record. or anything that they can mm. show. And when you tender or when you mm. pitch for business, especially uh. as a small business, like the big business will look at your uh, liquidity and, and want to know that you're going to be able to firstly deliver the project 
and you're going to be around for a while. <laughs> so like when you were starting out, that was a, it was an advantage. I so think, it wasn't, yeah. it, the accounts was something and it was just, it was, I was bad at it. And I like, you know, I was afraid of numbers, but I learned yeah. over time, but it was, it was yeah. literally for compliance. That's what I was paying for. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned uh, compliance because we uh, we had a meeting. I, had, I was sitting with a another service provider actually uh, last week, and uh, we he was referred to us um, by another firm, and we just wanted to see if 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 there's synergy uh, uh, amongst us as as service providers, which there were, and then he basically asked me this one question, but I had to do it in like. 20 seconds, he wanted a 20 second answer, which I thought was quite funny at the time, but he asked me in, in some, because he obviously asked us about price points and, uh, you know, if he refers anyone to us, what is that price point uh, or how do we, how do we uh, uh, measure with, whether we take the client on board or not? Uh, and he asked me, okay, if, 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 if it was 20 seconds, if I give you 20 seconds, how would you sell, sell? So, and you you actually mentioned it now, and my answer was, we'll keep you compliant. All right, we keep you compliant. You know, uh, it, it, it's a it's a lot of people if they don't know what it is. You know, we comp keep you compliant with SARS, which then in in in, in uh, it's just got that the whole value chain, Richard, is 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 ticked. It's like you said now, where you went for the for the for the big tenders. It's it's you know you got your tax clearance, you got your workman's comp. We make sure all of that's happening in the background, and I, I yeah. actually summed it up in twenty seconds. Mm. Uh, and 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 it's just about us again, just knowing knowing your worth, knowing your product. Um, yeah. And then yeah, you 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 can tick all those boxes. Yeah. And so when you're working with a with a with a, a potential client and you're trying to evaluate whether or not this is a good fit, you know, some mm. of the key things would be to ask those questions: Is why would this? Mm. What would break this relationship? What would yeah. break this agreement? What would strain yeah. or weigh heavily on this agreement? You've got to understand that. And you almost got to 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 be able to ask those kind of clear questions, like I said, in, in the mm. financing. Uh, you know, it's mm. it's 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 you know, how long is your business is running? Why do you think you need accountants? Like what is, and actually are interviewing them because and and the reason you wanna do that, like it, you know, in the beginning when like with every business i suppose is like you're just glad to get a new client and signing a new client yeah. a new business but eventually clients become expensive you know and the longer you've worked with a client the more expensive that client actually becomes because they 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 slower to pay the new rates let's say you increase your rates the, the new client but i've always paid 50 bucks for your services like pe people that say like petrol prices haven't mm. really gone up because they always just yeah. put 500 rand in the tank you know like great but yeah. like, petrol's gone up you're getting Less liters, less more than liters. So anyway, so I don't want to explain how petrol less value price your buck. Yeah, you're getting less value. So, so with older yeah. clients, it's always difficult unless they were on the journey, you know. And and but it's but that's again comes to sales. You need to be able to sell, upsell them and sort of bring new products to them, continually yeah. exciting them to to work with yeah. you. But in the beginning, yeah. you almost got to get them to sell you on why they're going to take the service. What what benefit they're gonna get from working from you? Why they think this is a good idea? And are they gonna to continue to pay for this in the future? Why do they think it's a good idea if it's a monthly service? Why do they think it's a good idea to continue to pay for this monthly? And if they kind of can't answer that question, like I would caution you about whether or not you wanna go ahead and work with this client because they may start haggling 
when they go like, oh, I don't really see the value in this, you know, and then yeah. it can damage your business and then they can consume your time, yeah. which is obviously unfavorable for you as a business that's wow. trading on time. Yeah, no, that, that's an interesting way of, of looking at it, actually. Mm. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm, I actually didn't think of it like that in terms of what's that, what's that breaking point. That's, that's actually, it's actually a very interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, and then the, so the, the dead giveaway for me, the dead giveaway from me is, <laughs> is there's a couple of ways that this happens, but the dead giveaway for me where I just won't work with someone is when the I they let me know how much I must appreciate doing business with them. Like with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a that is a yeah, like I've okay. Heard cool. that <laughs> I'm like uh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. So, bye bye. Get <laughs> out of that. It's like look, I'm gonna save you that trouble. Yeah. Man. Like we don't have to work together. Like. That's kind of yeah. where I go. I'm not always that blunt, but sometimes I am. Uh, but if if a client wants you to feel grateful that you're doing business for them, like that is the wrong relation. That's the wrong way to start a relationship. Like yeah, if you like toxic, yeah. in a in a in a in a romantic relationship or in a friendship, if the the other person wants you to be grateful that they friends with you, that they in a relationship with you, it's it's a bad relationship. Yeah. Get out. Walk away. Yeah, you yeah, don't need away. to be you don't need to be in that relationship. So or they keep reminding you that they're paying you, uh, you know, that's bad stuff you want to get out of that. Unless of course you there's a problem and you're not delivering to the service that they're expecting or that you agreed upon, then that's something for you to sort of listen to and sort of be aware of. But in the beginning, when it's a new relationship, if someone wants you to be grateful that they're doing business with you, then that's a warning sign. The other yeah. warning sign, the sort of the child of that warning sign. <laughs> I don't know if you can have a child of a warning sign, but the child of that warning <laughs> sign is a, like the spawn. You, they, they want you to, to discount the service by so much because they're going to bring you so much business. So much business. So I've much business. Well. I've that as well. <laughs> There's a warning yeah. sign. I'd never do yeah. that. I actually up my yeah. price. I go, cool. Yeah. Uh, look, let's do this piece of work. If you can afford this work and you'll be happy with it. Then we can talk about the other stuff. But for now, all we have is this thing. Uh, and I think the saying is uh, a burden in the hand is worth more than two in the bush. Um, you know, you've, you've, those, are, uh, those things are real. Like uh, someone that yeah. is promising you the future work, when they do that, that is a warning sign. Like don't ne like, walk away. <laughs> walk away. Or yeah. be, be confident enough to say, look, that sounds amazing. I I, I'd love to work with you long term. I'd love to do all this work. But right now we're dealing let's with this contract, with this yeah. thing here. Let's conclude this. If we can agree this, then that means that future becomes so much better. But if they want you to discount or heavily discount or do something with your pricing or, or add on services for free, which is the same thing as discounting. Yeah. On the promise of future work, don't work with them. Like it's just, it's for me, it's never ever worked out. I, mean, I don't know anyone that that has worked out for. So, because um, generally what happens is that future work doesn't come because it's not guaranteed. They, they are either seeing something in you or think that there's an opportunity that they can squeeze more out of you uh, to yeah. get f their, own, their own benefit. That's what, they, what the, these clients are doing. They're not bad people. Maybe they are bad people. I don't know. But generally I found that, you know, it's, You've got to you've got to know your business. You've got to know what you want more than what like the other people. So it's not really about hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Whew. Hey, that's the that's. I think 
some great advice you know i know that when i got started i would when people told me this i listened to none of it so i'm hoping to take away something out of this if you hear it yeah. and then maybe five ten years of two because you remember the thing that we said here and you're like oh, we just no, mentioned probably, yeah should have listened to that i mean if 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 i can have a closing uh, as a, a closing comment uh it's just a couple of words i guess it's just know your worth you know uh, trust your experience you know you've 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 gone this through this for a reason you understand your product and it's like you said now as what well, you uh, you understand your business you understand your product um you know and if you tick all those boxes you know the conversation should be a bit easier and it's like it's like you said now as well the um you know at the beginning stages you just wanted to sign everyone up um but you know the more experience you get um you know you 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 start differentiating between you know the what is that breaking point and what's not so that's my final comment on it